What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 250. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, beaches, the dentist, drug test, car buying, death, weed talk, video games, internet friends three, and a bunch of other shit. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Uh, here in the month of March, um, I don't know of anything spectacular for the month of March, um, but hopefully it's, it's going well. It's St. Patty's Day or something, man. Yeah, that was the other day. I didn't even wear green. People, y'all made fun of me because I, I like green. It was but... a big deal growing up, but it just seems like everyone's kind of, eh, no. Well, I don't know if spring break was always over St. Patrick's Day because I remember going to school what? and being like, they would do things that, for us. Right. Motherfuckers weren't wearing green. You were in some shit. Whereas and now it's like, well, I'm doing shit. I'm because I've worked at a school or whatever. Even when I was in college, it was always like St. Patrick's Day parties were like in the middle of spring break. So only people that hung around town, like still through parties yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I definitely lost something. Um, and I don't understand. Well, no, they always went to Padre and there'd be like three of us left when we call it spring broke and sit around a campfire and drink beer. And that's about all. Right. We ever got to do. I never went on a spring break. We myself. didn't either. Uh, I didn't either. Never found it where I don't like the beach though. Um, we can get into that in a minute. Uh, all right, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast mo. You can go there, give enough money like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, and Marshall Darmanish to bear, be co producers. Um, if you give it just a dollar more a month, you can get early access to the podcast, which some people seem to think is pretty cool these days. So check that shit out. I forgot to bring up to Pow Wow that he needs to up his shit. So I guess he's just not going to be a patron anymore. And, uh, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast. I try to make a shirt for Internet Friends 3 the other day to look like the cover, but it looks so shitty because of the way I'm doing the cover. It doesn't really translate to a shirt very well. Yeah. So I was like, well, never mind. Guess I won't have an Internet Friends 3 shirt. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. But yeah, so I hate the beach. That's what we can start at because we run to spring break. So that's why I would never go to a spring break. I just don't understand the appeal of sitting on this like shit that just hurts my like sand i don't think is pleasant i don't understand why anyone want to sit hang out walk on there's nothing about sand that i think is cool and then it gets in all the shit and then when you go in the water in the ocean it's all fucking salty and shit and you're like well it's kind of i mean i know people like that but i just don't i would rather swim in someone's pool i guess i'm not a big swimmer anyway i don't enjoy the water that much my wife loves it kids love it i pretty much just go i'll sit around the bank i mean i ain't Right. That ain't that ain't my thing. I just, it's a chore. You got to get in there and get wet. You got to dry off. You got to change clothes. You got to have your feet out of the fucking sand where your f- sandals are in reach to get the sand off your fucking feet. You know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big, it's a hassle. I agree. Now I grew up with a shitty lake nearby. I mean, it was Warwick Lake's not that bad, but compared to some like huge ones, you know, it's not that great. But I mean, it was that basic experience at their little beaches, right? You would yeah. like. But at least they had like a fucking hose over there to spray off your feet, you know, to get the sand off and stuff. Uh, I just I never understood the ocean. I've went a few times and I'm just like, I just think people hop it up. Now, the food's good. You go to some fucking seafood place on the coast. You're like, oh, OK, this is great. Yes. Um, but uh, as far as like the activities of the beach, I just not for me. The seafood on the coast is legit. Yeah, that is the 
one saving grace. And so whenever the one time I went there and got my tongue pierced, I was like, well, that was fucking stupid because now I can't eat fucking food for two days and we're yeah. here where all the fucking good food is. And I still did. I kept eating, ordering shrimps and scallops and just like eating around. hungry. <laughs> <my tongue laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> good, good times. Um, had a few things happen this week. Uh, the first thing I would mention is I did go to the dentist and I probably need another, like a new dentist because my dentist is old as fuck. I've been going to him for over 20 years mm-hmm. since my dad got this factory job and I got insurance and then I could go to the dentist. You know, we went to this guy. Um, he's always been cool. And he like, you know, he's hooked me up on some deals and, and done me some solids and shit, but he's just getting old. So like I went in December because my teeth were hurting and I thought I had a cavity or two and he did all these x-rays and he said, no, you have a cracked tooth over here, which I've had for, for my tongue ring when I got that. And, but it's never hurt. And then he goes, and then you got a chip tooth over here and that's probably what hurts, but you can't do anything for a chip tooth. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just shit out of luck. And that's, and I went on about my day. And then that time, at that time, I scheduled the cleaning for this week. So I was like, why don't you come get a cleaning or whatever? And so while doing that, the dental hygienist was like, uh, I'm pretty sure you got like a couple of cavities over here. And I was like, well, I came two months ago and this motherfucker acted like I didn't, you know, that's like, and she was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. So she had him relook at the same x-rays he took and he didn't do new x-rays with the same ones. He goes, oh yeah, I guess you do. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're just getting old. Wow. You don't know what the fuck's going on. And uh, I was like, well, let's do them. And he was like, you think you're ready to do them now? And I was like, yeah, I'm here. I, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my attitude. You know, I in random moments, I get like, I'm a grown ass man and let's do this yeah. shit. But it really inside, I was like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. Because I want to be mentally prepared for the whole cavity shit. Because my, half my face is going to be numb for the rest of the day. You know, and. So that's what he did. He got two cavities or whatever. Um, but he fucking put that huge ass needle. You know, and I'm not a, a scared of needles person. You know, needles don't bother me. But this fucking the needle they do for your mouth is huge because it has to go like all the way back there. You know, it doesn't yeah. all go in, yeah. but it has to like reach the back of your mouth. And he done it like on the hinge. You know, where your jaw yeah. opens. Oh, that fucking hurts. And he goes right, and it was deep, right? And I was like, but I was expecting because I know that's yeah. always the worst part. And it was like, ooh, all right, that hurt. But it still hurts. Like two days later, it still mm. hurts from where he stabbed me. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking went too deep. I can tell. But then he went up here between the lip and the gum where I could feel it like all my cheek, like next to my cheekbone. And he did it up here like in my sinus cavity. Damn. And then he goes, you're going to hate me for this one. So I'm sorry. And I was like, well, what the fuck's about to happen? Because <laughs> I thought that was it. You know, he's like, he done it right through the roof of my mouth. And I heard it go like because like in, in that scenario you hear everything yes. you know and like i just heard all the roof of my mouth just started crushing and i was like and i audibly went ah, and he was like i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> dang but i was like motherfucker and then he touched my lip and goes is that numb and i went no and he goes well, let's give it a minute before i have to do more and i was like we're not doing more i go we're, we got enough <laughs> i was like it'll work and it did eventually my whole fucking face was numb and uh you know i didn't feel a thing or whatever but um yeah, I still was like, I probably should get a new dentist. This guy obviously isn't on the ball. And I drive fucking far as fuck away to go, you know, back to my hometown to see this shit. Right. So, um, and then he's always like, oh, you probably just need some crowns. You need uh, some porcelain veneers on the front. Because uh, before Powell's wedding, I lost half of one of my front teeth because a hair stuck in my, got stuck in my teeth. And I went to floss it out and the floss ripped off half my tooth. Now, the floss wasn't that good. I'm sure my teeth were just fucking that bad or whatever. Uh and then I was like, oh, fuck, I have like a big old fucking weird Michael Strahan gap in my mouth before this wedding I'm going to be in. And so the dentist put in a filling, but he was like, there's no way this motherfucker is going to hold. But it held for like six months, fell out. 
And I was like, do it again. And he was like, it's not going to hold. I was like, just do it again. And then since then, it's held because I do a really good job not to fuck with it. Yeah. Um, but every time he sees me, he's like, you need to get all four of your front teeth covered with veneer. But I'm like, well, then make the fucking recommendation. Tell me what to do. Can't just be telling me this shit every time and then not right. tell me what to do. And he's like, oh, you should probably get this crown and this one. And I should do this. And I'm like, all right, well, let me know, motherfucker, because I show up here every six months and you don't do shit. Um, so anyway, that's my issue with the dentist. And I know my teeth aren't that great. So I should probably someday I'm going to just have to get dentures, I think, on my father. See, my dad and your uh, dad's siblings, every one of them had dentures, except I think Tony's the only one that didn't. There was one that yeah. didn't have dentures, but all the rest had dentures um, because they weren't provided toothpaste and toothbrushes growing up, to my understanding. That just wasn't a thing in that household. And um, my dad got all of his removed when he was like 30, all of his teeth. And then he got dentures that all of his family members are jealous of. It's the most redneck shit. You know, uh, we have a few, you know, country redneck moments in our family, but this is one that always cracked me up is they'll be like jealous. Cause my dad, I guess it's the shape of his mouth and the way his dentures are made. He can just put them in and they're just in, they're like locked. They're like fucking vacuum seals and they're just in. And I guess everyone else needs like fix it in or they need like shit that, helps it stick and like you'll notice like certain of our family members their teeth will pop out and they talk yeah, and it's yeah. always funny like that just doesn't happen to my dad and they everyone gets like jealous like well how'd you get yours so good why do yours fit so well and he's like i don't fucking know and i always think it's funny how like upset people get about how good his are and they look real like his look more real than right. others and i was like i think he probably just paid good money for them and that has to be the difference here. I don't he know. He just had a better doctor. He didn't have the Warica family doctor. Right. Probably. Uh, I know he got all 32 teeth pulled in the one day when he got them. Because I remember at the time, my mom telling me that. I was like in second grade or whatever. And I was like, fuck. All right. Yeah, that's some. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy shit. Um, you know, he he had his knee surgery replacement, right? You know, he's been healing from that forever. And now his other knee, they had they went to the doctor and he has uh, some severe advanced arthritis. And the other one, they think it probably should be replaced too, but he doesn't want to do that shit again, at least not right now. And uh, I'm just trying to convince him to get on the medical marijuana. You know, I spent, I went and saw him after my dentist appointment and I basically spent a good however long being like, hey, I brought you these candies. You've never smoked weed ever. Like my dad's not one of those people like he just told me like, I've never smoked weed, but he really had. But like 100%, I believe him that he has never done drugs. Like he's just that type. Um, And he, I was like, these are 25 milligram candies. I didn't have 10 milligram ones to bring. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> and I was like, so you should probably only do half of one, you know? And that's what yeah. I told him. And he goes, oh, uh, I'm going to do a quarter. And I was like, well, it might not do anything. Just do half of one. You know, you'll be all right. Yeah. I was like, you need to sleep because he can't sleep through the night because he's in so much pain. And uh, I was like, I get it. You know, this isn't smoking it. And he goes, well, I'm going to go crazy and go nuts. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and like, you can go to sleep. I like, bet he'd get a big paranoid motherfucker. Though. He, he probably would be uh, going into it with that attitude. But my, I talked to my mom earlier. She said he still hadn't had one, but he can't sleep. And so I was like, well, you're going to have to fucking talk him into it. <laughs> and my mom isn't, you know, pro pot or anything, but she's like, if you need something, right. you know, that's where she's at. She's like, I'll give it a shot in your fucking world of what you recommend. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But um, I hung out with him for a couple hours, which is always, you know, hit or miss. But we had a decent time. Hell yeah. Well, hell, I'm going this podcast, the first podcast ever I haven't uh, smoked, I think. Yeah. Uh, got a little pee test in the morning, so, you know, trying to beat that whole system. Right. Increase my value $7 an hour, so. 
may not be a better job, but it pays better. Right, right. Uh, yeah, man, you got to do what you got to do uh, to make more money for sure. And I, I mean, we'll see how the P test goes. You know, I know for me last time when I, you know, I bought some at home drug tests, it took me 87 days to piss clean, but I'm, I didn't use cleansers or anything. I was just trying to see like, how long would this take with all the weed I smoke? Oh so, yeah, I've done it like that before, and that's way the smarter way to go. But it that, takes a long time. <laughs> it takes almost some full three months as heavy smokers and right. as we are. Exactly. And I mean, and people I've always got, say it's a month, and I'm like, no, no, it's a month if you're a heavy smoker and in great shape. Well, like no, yeah. Fat. I mean, there's, I can't stone cold and just not do it and be clean in a month. It's not going to happen. Right. Right. I've tried it before. Yep. <laughs> no, but I've used these cleansers with a pretty good success rate. Um, I had eight out, eight out of nine pass over the years, I think. So right on. See, I always went for everyone out there. You know, I learned this in high school. I done it a couple times, and I thought I'd be drug tested, but I never was. And when I thought, you know, it's like I never got to test it. But we get Certo, which is spelled C E R T O, I believe, and it's the stuff you make Jello with, like homemade Jello. Like if you didn't buy the Jello stuff, uh, like packet and. We would take that and a big ass thing of Powerade or Gatorade, and you would put all the Serto gel in that and shake it up. And then all of a sudden, it would make your what would normally be a delicious Gatorade into this like thick, pasty shit. Chalky. Yeah. Um, it wasn't chalky because it wasn't dry. It was like gelatin. Like, mm. it was like, I mean, it was very like when you drink, you're like, this is disgusting. I shouldn't be doing this. Why? This isn't worth it. It's what you think the whole time. But you drink that whole thing, and then the story goes, you drink that. And then if you knew you have another drug test, you drink a whole other thing of Gatorade. You keep drinking Gatorade and that gelatin lines your stomach lining. And so that all the other liquids coming through for the next however long, just go straight through and don't pick up the THC out of your bloodstream off your stomach lining. And so I'd always try it. But again, never got to test it. But if you go online, that's always one of the like top. Here's how you can do it at home shits. Yeah. Um, Well, I've had a lot of water today and uh, been pissing quite frequently. So, right. That's the that's the key thing on these. Well, and it also matters from what I remember when I was researching all this, like the at home tests I bought were really sensitive. So that's why it took me like three months. But some people, it depends on what level they're testing at, you know, and however many milligrams of THC per ounce of urine. Like there's some levels to where you could have some, but as long as it's not up to whatever certain concentration, it yeah. won't test. It won't tip their scales or whatever. Um and I, I really feel like if you have a medical card that they just shouldn't test for it. I do too. I mean, can you walk? I mean, at the drug place, can you inform them you have a medical card? And would that do anything? No, you just got to wait on the phone call. Oh. If you get the phone call and it's like the medical examiner, you know what they're going to do. They found drugs in your piece. And then maybe and, then you'd be then like, well, I have a medical card. Well, the last one I had, I was like, yeah, I got a medical card. And she asked me questions about that. And then it was all good. Well, hell yeah. But that company didn't care about pot. Right. So, so it's a little different. Right. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and if they really had a way to test people at the time, you know, like, cause that's really the only advantage, quote unquote, that alcohol has is the breathalyzer can tell pretty accurately how many beers you've had the last hour. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's something they can do. And if they developed that for marijuana, maybe people wouldn't have to, you know, test you on safety because they don't breathalyze people before they go to work at these factories. All right. They could, but they don't. Uh, so uh, I think it is weird when they're like, no, you smoke pot when you're off work. Sometimes <laughs> you couldn't yeah, work here. Like, Man, half your fucking crew's out here getting slobber knockered. Right. <clears throat> uh, seems very odd. Um, 
Oh, I just got to mention, because every time I do, when I see my parents, uh, my dad always wants to go eat pizza because he knows I enjoy the pizza in Warica. Um, and it's still the best, still the best pizza. I don't know what it is about Simple Simon's Pizza made out of a fucking convenience store. Came behind a convenience store counter, but those people just kill it. So good. I got to get like someday my, I'm going to buy their recipes and their stoves and I'm going to own it. That's my dreams now. You're going to be in. Be like huh? Billy, basically. Open up a little pizza place. Um, yeah, speaking of that guy, he found a shitty piece of uh, Papa John's and like fucking sent it to me the other day. And I went, okay. You sent, found a well, what pizza? I, it was a picture online. Someone was like, this is why better, better ingredients, better pizzas. Like, this is why I don't order Papa John's very often. And like, it wasn't even close to the edge. I mean, it was like a large, but it only had, I mean, a little bitty circle in the middle. It was a disgusting looking pizza. Bubbles, you know, right. like... Domino's. Yeah, so that's how Domino's looks. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, nah, man. I said, because uh, it happened to be the first shift I was running. And I had pictures of my pizza. So I just sent them back pictures. I said, nah, I got exhibits. I take pictures of my work. <laughs> I said, I don't send out shit like that. I remake it. Right. I was like, hey, and he was trying to, well, oh, you got shitty pizza, you know. Right. I mean, I still haven't tried. I haven't been brave enough to try anything with tomato sauce on it, but I enjoyed all the Alfredo pizzas. I mean, you probably stick with what you like because that. Either you like the red sauce or you don't like Papa John's pretty right. much. Like I say, yeah, it's a little, little different. It's I don't know what sweet. it is. It's sweet. It's sugar. Right. Um, well, I tried to buy a car earlier. Well, I did buy a car. Yeah, how'd all that go? Well, went into the first guy and the first car lot showed up and we started driving and the motherfucker was shaking at the intersection and fucking hard shifting. And I just turned around and came back and was like, well, you didn't like it? I was like, you got any cars that don't shift that hard? It actually has a working transmission. What? So I left that car out, went to a different one. <laughs> car seemed pretty cool. I drove another one or two. Uh, seemed legit. Everything seemed fine. Got to and then make the deal, pay the cash. Basically made a cash deal. Signed the paper. That motherfucker don't start. Batteries. He jumped me. He said he'd replace the battery if it don't start tomorrow. But then I get fucking... Few miles down the interstate and it's fucking showing hot. I'm like, God damn it! Right, you know I can't fucking pick right. We made it all the way home. We still, you know, but it looks like it's losing a little bit of water out of the water reservoir, not the main one. So maybe it'll be a simple fix. Right. Still thinking it'll be better than a truck, but still, you're like, God damn it! You know. Yeah, I mean, you spend money on a vehicle, you'd like it to not have problems. Yes, yeah. I mean, fuck. But for me, feel all the way about all kinds of shit. I mean, that's my thought of just fast food, like. When I go get fast food and they forget one thing, it's like, I just paid money for that and you came and gave it to me right. Exact same thought I have. This is on a different scale, in my opinion, though. It is on a different scale, but it's still the same principle. Because they don't have to tell you pricing up front and it's like, oh, let us run numbers. You're trying to figure out how to make the most fucking profit for you. Well, yeah. Okay, well, that's how it shouldn't be. Car dealerships get away with so much illegal activity, it's fucking retarded. Right, well, you have to... Immoral, man. I think you uh, there's a benefit to going to a very popular car dealership because they have so many cars coming on and off the lots. They have, like, incentives to just get cars off the lot. So they might come down to, like... They always have a minimal number that they'll go to. Like, mm-hmm. that, that always exists at a car dealership because as long as they can make some profit and get that old car off, they can get a new 
car on the lot if you go like to a big enough place but when you start going to used cars dealerships it's really hit or miss it is really on like the character of the people yeah. like some people are in it to like i'm gonna help people out i'm gonna build a real loyal fan base over the next 20 years and other people are like i'm gonna fuck over anyone i can uh, that first car dealership <laughs> you could tell they just didn't give a fuck right it was like showing you a card and someone else like oh they're looking at it now yeah well, i hate that shit i looked at my wife i was like let's go right yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do that shit either uh I I've I haven't went to a car dealership since my senior year of high school or like to a car lot. You know, I've I've just gotten off like uh private sellers. They would piss you off. They fucking make my blood boil. I like I almost just don't even want, want to get a car half the time. Right. I mean, I I don't see me ever not doing a private seller, honestly. I just I don't need a new car. Like I I'm not one of those people that have a desire for that. So like unless I get like super rich off something, you know, yeah. like maybe I would, but like my life as it is now. I'd just be like, oh, I'll just find some old person selling their car they've had for the last however many years. They take good care of shit normally. And then I'll just run the car on the ground afterwards. That'll <laughs> that's how I'm gonna handle this for the most part. I mean, that's what I try, but fuck, I even tried to go the little bit more expensive of the cheap route and there's what I got. Right. Well, and it might work out. Um, you know, like my car that I bought, I mean, it's fine in town and stuff. And the guy I bought off, I mean, he, he died. Uh, he was an old man, but he never drove it outside of the town he lived in. He never took it on the highways. And to, so, like, the first time the car made it on the highway is when I brought it from Norman to Ada. Damn. And I was like, huh, it's kind of weird to think about. And then, like, in town, town again, but on the highways, it is always kind of like the car's not used to it or something, but it's fine. But it does always feel like a little, a little shaky or a little, I don't know. That's something with. God, what did I, I was going to look because that one, it shook just a tid. Right. I think it's like in that lineman or fucking something in that fucking suspension. Right. Um. Well, and then this morning, uh, we had like sad news. We knew Koopy's grandfather was going to pass. Or I had a very good feeling it was going to happen because earlier this week he had some medical stuff. I don't, I don't know exactly what all the medical shit is, you know, because I don't know. <laughs> My mom keeps asking because she's a nurse. I'm like, mom, I don't fucking know. I wasn't there. I don't know the name of any of any of these conditions you're talking about. Um, but I know he went to the some with his intestines, and then he went to the hospital. He's like in his 80s or was, and uh, I kind of was like telling people like, oh, it seems like this isn't going well, you know. And then last night, everyone thought everything, oh, it's turned around, it's going good. And everyone got their hopes up, and then it was like a call at three in the morning of you know he pissed. So oh, it was almost like could y'all not have gotten the hopes up last night? Could have right. helped, you know, or whatever. But uh, so this morning I drove Koopy down there and I went and got groceries for people, you know, her grandma and stuff like that. Uh, and then all of Koopy's other family got there cause their family's a little different. Um, they're like really close, you know, and like, that's not how I am with my family necessarily. Um, but I guess kind of how you and your siblings are and like y'all's little, yeah. what do y'all call it? I the call it the compound. Compound, right. It'd be kind of like that, I guess, uh. Like there's Kubi's grandfather and grandma who have this place in Antlers and they have all this like, you know, I don't know, like eight or nine acres or something. I don't really know exactly what size it is, but it's very cool. Very nice. You know, like if like my dad saw the place, he'd be like, it was fucking great. Like it'd be like his dream home, you know, and at the house was built by Kubi's grandfather by hand. He ordered the blueprints out of a catalog, like, you know, because back in the when he got back from the war. And he just fucking built it himself. And then he was, I don't know, he's just a real handy motherfucker. And it's just cool that he built everything on his land, you know. And it was land he camped on as a kid, but he wanted it his whole life. So when he got back from the war, he got this land. So that was all cool. Um, very good guy. And uh, we anyway, went down there, all good memories, you know. So, I mean, everyone, of the course, was sad. But 
it's not like anyone's sitting there being like, remember that time he said the racist thing? Like he just was nothing but awesome. You know, like he was just a really, really good guy. Um, you know, he was the 70, 80 year old man crawling on all fours with the little toddlers and everyone's like yelling at him. Like you're back. You need to get up, quit doing that. And he's like, I'm going to play with these kids. Damn it. You know, like, (laughs) hell yeah. I just really, really liked him. Um, and you know, Kubi, I knew it was going to be devastating. You know, it's her favorite person in the world. Um, so anyway, dropped her off. I'll have to get her back uh, eventually. That's why she is not here, as you notice. Um, anyway, always very sad shit. And I have no experience really with death. I know you have quite a bit. Um, oh, the last two years have been fucking brutal. Yours has been rough. But I, I told my mom when I saw him the other day, I was like, hey, I think Koopy's grandpa is about to pass. And I don't know what the fuck to say. Like, you know, and I've never had family like that close <laughs> to me pass away. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, there's nothing you really can do. You're just going to have to just hang out and. Figure it out. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, I know your life definitely, like I said, I know yours and Brad in the Discord. I know he's had a lot as well. So I know a lot of people have. So I'm not trying to brag about like I haven't, but just whenever it hits, I'm like, oh shit, like all my grandparents are alive. And like, you know, that's none of that stuff's well, happening. I was yet. that way several times people talk about I lost this person, lost this person. I had everybody, you know, I had most everybody for a good long while. Right. And then they started pinging off. Rip. Yeah, very sad. Um, I'm going to try to go see my grandparents in Colorado this summer. Me and he have been talking about it, but honestly, making a trip, it's just expensive. You know, it's it takes money to do a road trip like that. Um, and they're the type, like when I was a kid, if I went, I would have always stayed with them. And that's what my parents would kind of do. But Koopy's the type of like, no, we're getting a hotel. We're not going to stay imposed on, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of what family does, but. I, I know how she is as well. So, uh, yeah, we would have never thought about getting a hotel where we're from. Right. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. And I've so, got a camper out there inside the house. You know, just crawling in there. Right. <laughs> exactly how I'd imagine it. So, uh, I talked to my mom, though, and she's mentioned maybe going up there as well this summer. And she, because they both had Corona and my grandma didn't, the car almost didn't make it. She's like, maybe it would be better for us to stay in a hotel, you know, this time. And, go visit during the day or whatever. So we may do that, um, but it's like a 14 hour drive. So just right. thinking about it, it's like, fuck, it's going to be a long one. It's and like I know a, I'll have to drive the whole thing. Well, Colorado got their growing down a little better. So Yeah. I mean, it's hard to remember, you know, cause I went to Denver uh, three years ago and before I had a medical card and it was just great. You know I mean? I mean, I remember bringing back some weed from Denver and then comparing it to the weed I had in my house at the time. And I thought my weed was green, you know, like I thought whatever I had at the time was good. And you're like, oh, my God, look how good this other stuff. Like it blew my mind. But now that we have dispensaries and we have good weed, Powell gave me some of this weed. I know you didn't get to see it because you can smoke. I'll try to say something for next week. Powell gave me some weed that's so fucking better than anything. I mean, any four different strains. I would say all four are better than anything I've gotten from in this town at all at any dispensary. And I was like, bro, you got to sell this. What the fuck? Like sell it to dispensaries and shit and he was like oh it takes too many hoops to jump through i'm just gonna keep growing for and i was like all right man but i just think he'd be really successful well, well fuck if it's better than other stuff so when they talk to powell oh, i mean he <laughs> he said he's coming down uh i don't know how legal this is he claimed he was legal for him to sell his leftovers to other people with medical cards um there's some there's a loophole there's some loophole i can't quote it off the top of my head but there is a loophole so he because he told me he said well he's coming down next month he thinks about to say they're not here because he has some shit to do at work uh down here and he said i can bring you in i think up to an ounce per person if i'm selling it and i was like okay so i didn't i think you have to word it different than selling maybe yeah i'm sure 
Uh, he probably knows more. He's probably looked into it, but I just know that there is a loophole. Or basically, he could leave it on the counter, and you could donate to him out in a different room. I mean, that's not a sale. Yeah, right, right. I mean, uh, it's not. We're, we're holding the raffle. You, you got one ticket. I did, called your number. It didn't you change won. hands. I mean, I forgot it over there. Right? Uh, he has this one shit. It's his uh, his signature plant, I guess. Um, what he really likes is platinum cake, which is a uh, platinum Kush and wedding cake com- combo. It has thing. something to do with the wedding cake. And uh, I mean, I know he's always liked platinum Kush. That was always one of his favorite ones he grew. But he really likes his platinum cake stuff, and it really smells like baby shit. Now, for people that don't smoke weed, you'll be like, "That's fucking disgusting." Why would you want your weed to smell like baby shit? But for people that smoke weed, they're like, fuck, it smells like baby shit. That's awesome. <laughs> because it's it is. Like, well, it's a fertilizer. Probably. Uh, I don't know. He does. I mean, he uses hydroponic. Well, I mean, I figured, you know, like bat shit and shit like that. People use that a lot. Yeah, he, he does all like weird chemicals. Powell is very surgical. He he has his hydroponic set up and then he measures the water and these little things and he goes, huh, the readings say this, this, and this. That means I need two drops of this and one drop of this. And then he bloop, bloop, bloop. And then I'm like, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, and he does yeah. it every night. And it's, I mean, it is, I always thought it was overkill, but his weed's really good. So I was like, I guess you're fucking killing right. it, bro. So, because <laughs> you know it's. Well, uh, when you got the money to get everything. So right. I think he, he was able to set up better than I was. I got like two good plants, but that was it. I just didn't have the proper electrical to run it and right. keep the conditions. I'm trying to grow outdoors again this uh, summer. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It went decent last year until Nymeria ruined one of the plants and almost killed her. So, um, And then I just made it all into brownies. So I didn't even really smoke most of it. I smoked quite a bit of it, but I I made most into brownies. Now, I, for some reason, felt like that was a cooler thing to do with my homegrown shit hell yeah um but anyway shout out powwow out there fucking growing dope shit um all right man i really have one more thing on my list and that would be it so you got anything to talk Ooh, about see we did the car trying to get a new job uh what else we done played a lot of mario kart this week hell yeah uh just with kids uh wife and well, usually about four of us at a time just rotating cash friend colton all kind of got in is it just uh because you are competing or is there any sort of like you're unlocking anything in the game are you earning anything or is it what? just the competition between you i think it's just the competition between us i just mean curious. like if we if we see the levels where okay hey we only got two stars on that one, let's try to you know get that third star right. you know um yeah, i've been right, playing mario kart right so now, long. Just, we mario kart's always been a thing for our family. Yeah. Because when our the older kids were, you know, younger and Cash's age, we had the Wii. And we went all out on the Wii with them, like Mario Kart and Mario World and all that. And now he's got to switch, and here comes Mario Kart. And it took him a while to talk me into it, but we finally got into it. And right. So Colton usually kicks our ass most of the time. Yeah. Well, I think, doesn't Mario Kart have like a rubber banding thing where anyone can always come back? More or less. Like, you can't ever get too far in the lead. Uh, I thought there was some shit about Mario Kart where everyone... The reason why it's fun is because there is always a chance someone can get a shell and... Yeah, I guess there's a chance, but uh, there's a couple uh, races that Colton was about. You could look on the little guide map and he's about a half a lap ahead of everybody. Right. I mean, he, he kicked our ass a couple times, but he's got all the drifting, and I guess they got drifting in Mario now. Right. I don't know how to fucking do that. So, they're automatically cutting every corner. A little better than we are, you know? So they're just getting up a little farther. Now, we'll be in the mix, but we will be in that mix with, like, 
if you're like three through seven, if you get stuck in that, you're it's a brutal race. Right. It's like three will be the leader of whoever's playing. Like, say, here comes my wife. She hits me, and then I get hit, and then I get hit, and then now I'm back all the way in fucking ninth place, fighting to get back up, and then same thing. It's it's frustrating, but it's cool. The last racing game I tried to play was Need for Speed Payback. And it had a really cool story. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And the main character looked just like our homie CJ Jones, who I plan on calling the podcast this next episode. Um, like the main character looked just like him. And I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. And I was real excited. The third race in the game, I played 20 times in a row, kept losing. And I was like, this bull, like this horse. So I looked it up. And apparently it's a very well-known thing in the game. This third race, they just put the difficulty so high that it's like a one out of 100 chance. And everything just happens to go, has to go perfect. And, and you just had like, there's no other race you can do. It's just that I was like, well, I'm not doing this shit. And so I deleted the game. Wow. I was like, that's some horse shit. And it was really cool. And I was like, I think that's a really dumbass move. They just, all the work they did on the rest of the game, they basically made sure that at least me and, and from the sounds of the internet, lots of others will never look at it because they fucked up this one area. It was so weird. Why couldn't they just go back and fix it? I don't know that they didn't know, at least not when I was playing about a year ago. Huh. Uh, I've been obsessed with Stardew Valley. I, I'm sure I've talked about on this podcast before. Uh, Kubi, when last time she was on, was like, you need to quit playing video games that make you mad and play something like Stardew Valley where you don't get mad. And I'm sure you have no idea what Stardew Valley is. Colton may. Colton may be familiar. Um, there's this game series called Harvest Moon that existed when I was younger, which were like farming games. And it was like, you planted your crops and you met all the people in town. It was like a RPG farming game thing. And it was great. I loved it. And Rusty used to make fun of me all the fucking time about it. Like one of the things that I remember from my childhood that Rusty actually made fun of me about, because he was for the most part pretty nice, uh, was he just thought I was so fucking nerdy for like an Harvest Moon, right? Like that was too much for him. But my friend Jared, who was not nerdy at all, he also loved this game Harvest Moon. He was the only person I knew in my life that also, he liked it more than me. And he liked had all the fucking dates memorized because it's all based on this calendar system of like seasons and shit. People have birthdays on certain dates and you give them gifts. And like Jared knew it all. He had his mom print off like a 120 page fucking strategy guide from her office, you know, like old school, like in the early 2000s. It was like, I could just print off the whole fucking website. And uh, we would read, we would look through it. I'm like, how do you do all this shit? So we really enjoyed uh, Harvest Moon on the PlayStation 1, was one I really liked. And, um, Anyway, this game, Stardew Valley, this one guy, I wish I remembered his name right now. I know his like uh, gamer tag is Concerned Ape, but I don't remember what the real dude's name is. He made this game. Uh, he was working at a movie theater after he got his degree in computer programming. was like, I need to work on my programming. So he just started working on this simple game. Um, it looks like a Super Nintendo game graphic wise, but it's basically him just doing a better version of Harvest Moon because he liked it as a kid. And he was like, oh, but they, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it better because there's certain shit about the game that sucks. So he just made a better version of that game and he had like a little combat and mining and, you know, some other extra shit to it. And it's just the most fun, addicting game. Um, I've played it a lot on my Vita. The only reason I really got back or another reason I got back into it besides Koopy mentioning it on the podcast is I wanted to go play it on my Vita and I learned that it hasn't been updated on the Vita in like two years. They just quit updating that version. And then all this extra shit had come out on the PS4 and all the other versions like PC. And I was like, what's bullshit? My save where I have fucking everything. <laughs> like I have all the extras, you know, on my Vita. And this is horse shit. But I still want to get the platinum. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to start a new game on my PS4. And I'm going to really give it, you know, because then I'll get all the play all the new shit. And I just yeah. really committed to like, that's what I'm going to do. So I've already almost went through the first year of the game. 
like just this week um, because I play it nonstop to where it's probably too much. Yeah, I probably am playing it too much. Like I'm sure Koopy's like fucking weirdo. Quit playing this fucking farming game all the goddamn time. But I'm like waking up farming game time because I haven't been working on my, you know, album. I'm out of album mode. So uh, I really been playing the fuck out of it. Um, you know, I have some goals like I got to cook every recipe. I got to friend every single person in town, you know, shit like this to get trophies. And um, anyway, I really like Sardew Valley. If anyone out th- else out there enjoys it, they'll be listening. It's like, holy fuck. I also love that game and they'll really connect with me. But other people I'm sure have no idea what it is. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's impressive. One guy made it like just one guy made this game. It sold like 10 million copies or whatever. This dude's fucking, you know, he went from just, I was just practicing programming to, he spent four years making this game. It's fucking phenomenal and everyone loves it. And then they, he was going to make another sequel, but then he decided, no, I did. I, the fans uh, deserve me to just keep working on this. And that's why he keeps making extra shit for it. He just wanted to make another game because he's like, he couldn't believe he's made this much money either or whatever. Right. And I like any, I like any story where one person just makes something independent. Like he doesn't owe that to anybody. It's like Activision or EA, you know, no one else. He just made it. So Hell always yeah. pretty cool. Um, all right. The last thing on my list that I had was internet friends three. So I said I was done and I was out of album mode and I'm still waiting um, on sir nasty to send me a verse. And he hit me up this week and was like, Hey, um, I'm working on that. Been busy, blah, blah. And I said, I understand, but I need it by, you know, a certain date. Cause I have to upload the album and, uh, hopefully he gets that to me. But while I was waiting today, a friend of the podcast, Mikey Lax, who's honestly one of my favorite artists, rapper people, like I enjoy his music. A lot of people, you know, we put on the podcast or I'm friends with here. I like y'all, but that doesn't mean I actually listen to your music or I'm like, that's some shit I actually like li- would listen to on my own. Whereas in Mikey Lax, I actually like thoroughly enjoy his music. So he's went AWOL for like five months or some shit. And he just shows like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Here's what I did to that beat. And he sent it to me and I really like it, but it's like a couple weeks late. But since we're friends and I like his music, I'm going to try really hard to squeeze it on internet friends three, but it's required me to like, like this weekend, I'll have to write it and record it and shit. So, um, we'll see. Call it the bonus track, right? Yeah, be a bonus track. Um, so that one put it up to eighteen songs, and then, uh, like I said, we'll wait and see if um what happens with Sir Nasty. I'm I'm losing faith at this yeah. exact moment. If I have to be like completely honest, I don't think he'll get to it, but we'll see. I could be wrong. I might already have it by the time this comes out, but who knows. Um. All right, man. You got uh anything else before we close this show? Nah, that's about it this week. It was a pretty smooth week. Few things, nothing big. Right. I mean, I was off work. Uh, which means I haven't done anything but play video games. So, so uh, me and my wife was driving to the city. We seen this dude with a big horse trailer, and a big like one of them farm trucks standing over there with like this thing, and there's this big ass. I mean, I'm talking like a hundred yards. Or it's a toilet paper. It was all connected. He was just sitting there rolling it up on a stick. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I wish I had had a video, had my camera out right then. You right. Got to learn from these like, kids. Jesus, I know toilet paper got, you know, scarce, but fuck. Yeah. Um, if it was already unrolled, I would have just said, fuck it. I guess I lost it. This motherfucker was rolling it up on a stick. <laughs> well, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Toilet paper on a stick. Yeah, there you go. Um, All right, man. All right, peace. peace.